Bill's famous cheese spread studios in the downstairs pub. The Blockout Sports Pod is back on the air. From behind the master control desk in the aforementioned downstairs pub, I am your host and moderator for this evening. My name is Travis Carter. Behind me, keeping track of our picks, trying to keep us in line and helping us to produce the show is Whiteboard Jody. Over my right shoulder at the high top table is the big fella, the tuna country, Matt Kempf. And bellied up to the bar, he is the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. The fabulous one, Freddie Bender. Says Muhammad Ali. Fellas, how are we doing, tuna? I already know how you're doing. Uh, Still on cloud nine, I would assume. Yeah, I mean, more like cloud seven. It's... uh... Being a Chiefs fan, here we fan, go. Here we go. Bill, I mean, it's the truth. It's the truth. You, you you expect to go to the Super Bowl, winning it, winning it puts you on cloud nine. So we're right where we thought we'd be all season. Keep patronizing us. <laughs> I'm just saying, like it's you 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 come to expect this. Like the what what we got four out of the last five years we've been in the I Super do, Bowl. I, hey, I know what you mean in the college game. It's do all, you? I don't I haven't seen Bama in a championship th- game in a while. To, all <laughs> good things come to an end at some point. <laughs> I know, man. I've just got to enjoy it while we got it. Right Andy Reid might say, "You know what? I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna head down to Costa Rica and take it easy for a while." Yeah, you know, this <laughs> this put me on. I got a hypothetical I want to ask you guys. Uh, I was talking to this guy at work today. I was thinking about like how like blessed I've been recently with with sports, Louisville basketball aside, but like Louisville football had the Brom year. I got to really get into that. The Chiefs back in the Super Bowl again. The Dodgers signing Shohei Otani. I'm like, man, I just I, everything's kind of going my way. It's like living in a dream. But he said he asked me he said if you had to take all the teams that you have an allegiance to and pick just one. And that's the only team that you could follow from that point on. Who would you eliminate? Ooh, yeah. So it I got was me thinking. To see who you would take too. Well, I got it. I got to thinking about you guys, and I was like, I'm pretty sure I know Jody would go with UK basketball. Number one, am I right there? Well, to to eliminate or no? To you keep? eliminate all other teams, and you only follow that one. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm UK a, basketball I'm, would be number. I'm one. a UK grad. I, yeah, I have to. I think Travis would be IU basketball. False. False. Okay. See? False. It would be Indiana football. Okay. It would be Indiana football if okay. I could only follow one. I, I like that. And I'm a sick individual for that. I but, love – no, I like that. But, I like that. But yes, it would be Indiana football. Fred? I already know what this one. I, I don't know, man. I struggled with this one. Fred no, was no, – but I thought I struggle. had you pegged too, so – you don't have to struggle, Fred. It's going to be Alabama. You know football. where my heart okay. is. Okay, see, I didn't know. I'm I didn't college know football. Yeah, maniac. I'm with you. No, it's definitely Alabama. I'm and with you there, Tuna. Who are you? Well, I went back and forth on this, and I'd say right out the gate, I'm throwing out the Arlington Renegades. Love you guys. Love what you <laughs> yeah. did. You're off the table. And your rodeo. Team. I know you guys won a championship. Right. Yeah, rodeo team and has no, rodeo no shot. Team. Who was that, by the way? I don't even remember. North Five, Carolina four, Roughnecks three, or something. Two. I don't know. But <laughs> the, the Carolina Cowboys. Um, and then Nashville Preds, they're off the table. So I think the Chiefs would be the first one out they, they of the big three or big four. They'd be out. Um, Louisville basketball would be next. 
And then it came down to Dodger baseball and Louisville football. I think you're going to say Dodgers. I'm I'm going with the Dodgers. I'm going with the Dodgers. And and it it came down to two things. You have 162 games versus 12. You sorry bastards have to enjoy football or you only get to enjoy 12 days of sports. I get 162. (laughs) Right. That's and, a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. So, and then next, that was like my first real sports memory was Dodger baseball. But, yeah, I was just curious what you guys thought. But it took me a while to come to that conclusion. That my, was uh, My next one would have been baseball because yeah. there is 162 games. Exactly. And we haven't had anything since 1990. We've made the playoffs or whatever. But, uh, of course, I love my Reds. Yeah. So... That's what I got there. That's easy uh, to throw the Reds out when they, like you said, when they haven't been worth a shit for the better part of a decade. Right. So, but it makes you hungry. Oh, uh, you get excited. There's no doubt about that. When they went on their run oh. last year, I mean, that last was a year lot gave of fun. you guys a glimpse. And, you know, and, that was a lot of fun. For the listeners here, when you live in Louisville, and I'm not, and obviously Travis has had his Colts and and all that, but when you live in Louisville. There's never you really didn't have a sports team, uh, a pro sports team to follow, in well NBA. Forget that. I mean, really, just baseball and NFL. But most of them, most of the people in Louisville, I would say, are probably Cubs and uh, Reds for sure, and then Cubs fans maybe secondly. I would say Braves are right up there with them. Well, I think Braves, I think you got to break it down between sports. But yeah, but I mean, I was a late bloomer in in. NFL, I, I, you know what I mean? Like, uh, so I've always been Bama football and UK basketball because I went to both places and I've and I've spent most of my time wa- driving and going to those games and uh, not as many UK basketball games, but when I was a student there, I did. And you know, but as far it's kind of weird to not say that I have a pro affiliate that really drives me but that's because we've lived in louisville that's why tuna's a dodger and a and a chiefs fan i mean i'm not saying that there, that you haven't been one for a long time but there was nothing here to pull you away yeah if you would have told uh 10 year old me that the chiefs and dodgers would be on top of the world uh i, I would have been right. like you're you're right you're crazy. exactly yeah. that's that's what's cool and jody's a titan fan and travis has his cults and and uh Pacers, I thought Travis might put them Pacers in there because back in the day, uh, now, Larry if, Brown and Reggie, they if were. You would have asked me really that question. Pushing. If you would have asked me that question in 1996, mm-hmm. I w- without hesitation, I would have said it was the Pacers. Without hesitation, they were Indiana's team. People don't realize that the Colts were had that one good year with uh, with with. Jim Harbaugh and and that crew, which that team I loved, which that team is my favorite professional sports team of all times that I've ever rooted for. But the Pacers were Indiana's team. That was as fun getting together to watch those games and those rivalries with the Knicks. It was so much fun. But it's just even it's, the Shaq days when Shaq and Penny were going against you guys yep. for the Magic. It was. It's an interesting question because because of that factor, you can like when I was a kid, mm-hmm. it would have been Indiana basketball, yeah, period, and then it would have been the Pacers, and then it was the Colts for a while for me when Manning when, when was there. Manning, yeah, and it does go that way, you know, when you get a great draft pick, 
or something, you know. But my but my love, and, and I've always been, of course, a Indiana football fan, the, the lovable losers or whatever, and uh, that's the one that sticks with me no matter what. When they're terrible, when they're decent, uh, when I'm young, when I'm old, it doesn't matter. I'm always going to follow Indiana football. And I'll be honest with you, I've, I've always been, obviously y'all know I'm a Jordan psycho and have loved the Bulls. Uh, from when they were on WGN and watching them as a kid when he first came on the scene. and uh, But I am so fed up with the front office, and it has been so long that I am literally a closet Pacer fan now. So I because we go to game, I go You're to not in the closet Travis. anymore, by God. You just I, came out on you. national podcast radio. And I'm not kidding. I'm so frustrated with the Bulls, they, how they booed. Kraus, who's who's only got to ever get a team together that can do anything, and and uh, the front office. I'm so frustrated with them. It's been so long now uh, that I really am having fun. I, you saw me wearing my little pacer pullover. I did. I'm not scared, dude. I've been to more games than I have been to the Bulls uh, well, well, lately. We grew up here. That's all we saw was either Bulls or Pacers. Right, because they were the on WGN. Yeah, yeah, they were on regular TV. And and, and that tuna, what about the Grizzlies? No? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Grizzlies. They, they didn't make the list. We're new here. Like, uh, my relationship, we're, we're just filling each other out right now. Does but, uh, Jody Whiteboard, I mean, Whiteboard Jody, <laughs> does he have a NBA team yet? No. Oh, wow, he's – I, fo- I follow players. I don't follow okay. a team. Well, who knows? I, we may have a little time. But, but, he may get on the Pacer bandwagon. Well, no, dude. Grizzlies is wide open. Come on over, buddy. I've, I've probably seen more Pacers or uh, Jazz games than anything else. Yeah. I've actually played in Market Square Arena when I was in high school. Okay. Uh, that was the arena that was on the stilts before. It's not Conseco anymore now. It's something else, right? Gainbridge. Yeah. yeah. But that's a cool arena, too. Oh, it's awesome. It only seats like 18,000. It's a great area. Travis took me around the first time I went to a game with him and took me around. Forget watching the game. We we just walked around like a museum. We went for a break and he walked around and was showing me the museum, just all the cool stuff around there. Now, I was a ABA fan. (laughs) (laughs) I was a uh, Louisville, I mean, a Kentucky Colonel guy back. No, I'm kidding. Your dad yeah, was. Yeah, he I was. know that. I've, yes. I spent a lot of time talking. Oh, yeah. I, to, I, I uh, actually went to Colonel Games and only remember uh, Dancing Harry and Little Super, uh, Little Colonel We Super talked Fly. about Dancing Harry yes. on this podcast. Yes, sir. we did. So, uh, yes, I don't remember uh, the guys playing, but I do remember all the fun <laughs> at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> were you talking about Dancing Harry when you were calling in from Costa Rica? <laughs> I think I that's when know. Dancing Harry was brought up. Uh, man, it it very well could have been. I think you were a few bottles of champagne in and went went tearing on a tear about I dancing may, Harry. I may uh, have. Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm not sure that we talked about this. That's been a long time ago. But dancing Harry originally, you know, the Pacers and the Colonels were the two. You know, every year they're mm-hmm. fighting for the championship. They played each other. George in the finals. McGinnis, Artis Gilmore, yeah, Dennis. They played each other in the finals a bunch of times. And Danson Harry, I, I don't remember which way it went. He either started with the Pacers and then went to the Colonels. 
Right, right, because we when my dad said the day the game that he came out of that I remember, and little Colonel Superfly was the guy that would like lay his rug out when he would dance. This little kid would come out dressed like Evil Knievel and lay his towel out before he danced like a blanket. And I think it was the Pacers that we were playing. Uh, it probably, Travis, it probably I really was. do. Because your dad, I know, that was a big rivalry for him, as it was my dad right. on the other oh, side. Yeah. My dad loved the ABA Pacers oh, yeah. and hated and the they Colonels. they were great, dude. I've seen that ABA documentary that was out, like, what, eight or nine years ago? Yeah, that it's thing really, was really, really good. Really good. Show, it talked about the hitman in the ABA, the oh, guys yeah. that were like, man, I was scared to walk to my car after the game. <laughs> like, there was some dudes on the team that would just go after you, you know? <laughs> well, guys, uh, I did want to say uh, our picks last week were much better than they were the week before. We went 10-4-1 as a group. Um, Jody was the only one without a loss. He had a push on the Kentucky game. We all on the worst beat ever. <laughs> we all picked the same the uh, in the conference games as far as the sides, and then all of our losses were on props. Props, except I I had a basketball bet too, where I thought Illinois would cover against Indiana, which they did not. Uh, but. Freddie and Tuna's props what was did the not spread hit. On that? I was nine yards short. Not yeah, nine yards uh, short. It was like twelve and a half or something like that. Oh, I bet the money line for Illinois. Yeah, and oh. it was not good. <laughs> Believe me, Illinois. I mean, uh, Illinois won, but they did not cover. Well, I had it in a parlay. Oh, okay. So. I hit. I hit that that game in the. Speaking uh, of Indiana, they are in. They were up 17 in the first half, and now they're in a dogfight. And if Indiana loses this game, there may be a meltdown at the end of this podcast. I'm still not sure why I didn't bet to call Virginia as one of my picks because I bet that one on the side big myself because I knew that the defense of Virginia would stifle Louisville. This is the uh, soybean versus corn game. Those are my only two wins, but – but, yeah, I lost on Lamar rushing. Uh, we'll get into that later. Yeah. So, 10-4-1, uh, obviously there's not going to be a uh, football prediction this week. We'll bet basketball or – You're not going to pick the Pro Bowl? Whatever. We, yeah, who, who's going to win the flag football game? <laughs> who's going to watch the Pro Bowl? That's what I want to bet on. Um. But uh, let's jump right into the conference championship games, and let's start with, uh, we'll go with Kansas City second. Let's start with the uh, with the Detroit-San Francisco game, which was super entertaining. I mean, wild momentum swings, coaching decisions, uh, you know, big plays made, balls bouncing off dudes' face masks. Uh, they'd had a little bit of everything. Uh Give both me, games were zany. There were definitely some crazy plays that happened in both. There were. Uh, I want to get you guys' thoughts on the NFC Championship game. We've got uh, San Francisco heading back to the Super Bowl yet again. Uh, what would you guys think of that ball game? Uh, I'm done with San Francisco. I, this defense is loaded with talent. We talk about it all the time. I'm, I'm always looking at them that way. And 
They are terrible. Uh, this defense, all they do is let me down week in and week out. And I, I mean, I can't, you look at this roster and it's a pro bowl defense of roster top to bottom. And like Detroit was averaging six yards of carry on them. At one point, they ran the ball on third and twelve and got it. Oh yeah, oh, dude! Like it they was walked nothing. into the end zone. I, I, I don't, don't even think Gibbs wanted to score that one touchdown, and he just kind of skipped on in from the what twelve yard line. Yeah, it was. Um, I I don't know. I don't get it. The middle was wide open so much. It was like Fred Warner and um, what's the uh, Dre uh, Greenlaw? They were dropping back like twenty yards. And just leaving the, the the middle wide open. Anytime Detroit wanted a third down conversion, they just throw it to Laporta right in the middle of the field oh, yeah. every time. You talking I, about Chase Young? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not Chase Young. He actually yeah. made a couple yeah. plays. Yeah, he's. But uh, no, I'm with you. It was it was uh, the first half, obviously, uh, but even in the second half, I I, I know that. That Detroit shot themselves in the foot a bunch, but uh, but well, I, the first half was like uh, I mean it, it was the strangest thing. Talk about starting the game flat. Uh, you could That's you could two weeks hear, in a row that they have just came out and completely laid an egg and should have lost those games. They were bailed out in both those games. I agree. Remember how I said I I, I looked at that I don't Green know. Bay game. I mean, game they weren't bailed said, out. They came back and won. I know, they but scored twenty seven unanswered. But both of those games, I mean, I still go in the Green Bay game. I and still kind of looked now at the end of the game different. and went, "How did they win? How did they win?" So what you're saying is what I said on the text. That is, a, you have to admit that that is part of the equation. They have yet to play their best game. Well, yeah. I mean, if they have maybe one, we're waiting that, on their best. Game. Well, you better hope it don't happen in two weeks. Or... That's what I was going to say, Fred. Maybe we have seen their best game. And I know. And they I get it. They I get it. 14. No, maybe. <laughs> maybe we have. Maybe it's at the Pro Bowl. I mean, they're just <laughs> they're not playing as a team on defense. Like they're just like the guy next to him has no clue what the guy on the other side's doing. It's. It's chaos. They're yeah. making plays off sheer like athleticism alone. I don't know. I mean, it's it's a mess. Um, I am more than happy to go against the San Francisco team. I mean, it seemed like Bosa. If you want to, like, if you're if you were looking at that game, especially the first half, and you don't know much about the 49ers, and you're like, let's see what this defense is all about. I wouldn't have known a player's name if you would have told me one, except Joey Bosa. I mean, he had, what, two sacks in the game, and he's the only one that really did anything. <laughs> you know what I'm well, saying? That's, that's Nick Bosa. I mean, it? Nick Bosa. Yeah. Nick, God, I always say their names wrong. Yeah, it doesn't matter. All but Bosa's no, look the but same. But you know what I mean? He's the only one that did drive in there and and maybe push golf back a few times. He had two sacks. Anyone else, I didn't hear their name called. Very I mean, much at all. Fred Warner had 13 tackles, but a lot of that was because he was getting his ass kicked all day and had to make a tackle. Um, but, I mean, you got to admit, Fred Warner is one of the best linebackers in all of football. Yep. Like, I mean, he really is. Uh, it's just, he's, I don't get it. I don't understand what, what's going on with them. Um, I don't know. I. And then Dan Campbell's calls, everybody jumps on it. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm on a, 
I'm on an island by myself here. I'm calling it the same way. When you're in that situation, go for it. Don't leave regrets out there. Don't be like, we lost this game because I chose to kick a field goal. And it wasn't like the plays didn't work. No, the they plays were, worked. They were just dropped. Like yeah. the, the players didn't execute the plays, but the plays worked. Look, I'm one of those guys that believes, especially from a coaching standpoint, that you don't change your mentality based Absolutely. on the game. Agree. You play the way that you play and you coach the way that you coach. And had he decided to – now, the only issue I had was maybe – Don't run the ball at the goal line right there yes, on second down. Yes. Yeah, that's the only one I would – yeah. Yes. At the end of the ball game, you almost can't – and I get it. I, I know why he did it. Mm -hmm. But in retrospect, that was a terrible decision, and it basically cost them any chance to have a chance at the end. But every other call he made – I'm completely with him. I don't blame him for it a bit. And if if those guys could have held on to the damn football, I mean, they were literal drops. Plus, you have Gibbs had that bad fumble. And that oh, was, that yeah, was, that was a huge moment. And, and you know, he went too. to the wrong spot, too. And then that's what – so, I'm not going to put – that. like, people are piling on Dan Campbell, and I just – I can't see it. Like, I would – do that all of that sequence all over again, all over again, and all over again. Uh, it's just it, like you said, it's the way he's coached all year long, and you don't change it up. And look, I mean, it took that, uh, as I was saying, the ball bouncing off the face mask on yeah. that long that pass Ayuk? play. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there were a couple dropped interceptions, there were dropped passes, there were it was just it was once, and I think Fred's uh sent a text in our thread talking about how crazy it is when the momentum shifts in a big NFL game and you can literally feel it. Like you can feel it mm -hmm. when the moment, and you know, that fumble happens and you go, Oh shit. I mean, this is, things are starting to go. And then the ball bounces off the face. Josh mask, Reynolds dropped that big Josh third down. Reynolds, yeah. man. Dropped oh. a huge one. Oh, and it was, there was just a bunch of plays like that that all went, the 49ers way and you know it is what it is it was a great game but i'm team campbell a hundred percent do not blame him one iota for the way that that game turned out did you all hear uh kittle's interview after the game he was talking about momentum that you just brought up travis he said That's all been these the word of the week. I, feel he, like. I he, was he was like on the bench most of the time. Well, he said all these he had people time to watch. All he these people no that want to talk about analytics and they don't put that in. They said that doesn't momentum doesn't matter. They go those people don't need to be talking about sports. Yeah, because it does. I think if you were going to tell me that a guy in this game was going to blow a seventeen point lead and it wasn't Kyle Shanahan, <laughs> I told you he was batshit yeah. crazy. <laughs> I agree, but. That's that's kind of what I'm hoping for in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 58, is um, for Shanahan to just to watch Shanahan collapse again. Because at this point, I, I think it's almost comical, and I, I'm I'd like to see how he adjusts to it. So, and uh, I looked at the I hadn't even looked at the spread until tonight. I had no idea what it was. Uh, Kansas City goes in as an underdog again, right? It's one and a half, two. It started out as two and a half, and it's been bet down to one. I think it's up to two now. It's it's all over the place. So, 
I don't uh, know. I can tell you right now, uh, I'm jumping all over Kansas City. That's a spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll break down the game, obviously, uh, next week on next week's podcast. But... Yeah, next week will be a five minute episode because we're just going to get on and we're all going to say that the Chiefs are going to crush them and we're going <laughs> to move on. And then we're we're back to the music. Uh, like honestly, I I just want to ask this. So. If you look at this this run that, that Kansas City had in the playoffs with the Dolphins at the Bills and at um, Baltimore, do you feel like San Francisco could have gone in and won any of those games? Not the way that they've played. No. These two playoff games. No. Not at all. The Dolphins maybe, but it would be in a warmer environment. Like, it wouldn't have been a cold weather issue for them. I, I don't yep. I mean, I don't well, know. Guys, guys, guys. The 49ers have been the best team all year in football. Yeah. It they hasn't, got it blown out It wasn't home. Dallas. I disagree. Yeah. I don't. Baltimore, I, Baltimore I, beat the crap out I of them a few Tuna weeks ago. I love Tuna to death. They lost but to the I'm Vikings. Ta- I hate to tell you, but I think the 49ers are going to win. Baltimore beat, the, beat them pretty bad just a few weeks ago, right Christmas, before the playoffs. Christmas I'm night. just telling you. I, I mean, they have a lot of weapons, maybe where they don't have to be. Uh, it obviously shows that they they don't have to be on a hundred percent in order to come back against a quality team that has drummed a bunch of teams like Detroit. Whether they've been there or not, they came back and scored twenty seven unanswered and beat them. I just uh, and they've been the leader. Maybe they lost a couple games right there before the playoffs or whatever here and there, but they've been the best team. I mean. I think we were saying that after they beat Jacksonville, like in you know early in the season, and then they went on that three game stretch where they lost to the Bengals, the Vikings, and the, and the Browns. Well, why are they favored? Because of their roster. Okay, well, and that's what I'm saying. But you their can, roster has performed, is what I'm saying. I just, I mean, and, and I, I want, I, I want think to, they played their think best I, football. I, that's that's the other reason why mm. they're favored because they don't think they've played their best game. I think yet. they have played their best game. But, uh, you know. I will uh, go back to momentum. And I, I, I had the 49ers at the beginning of the year. It's on the podcast. I'm sticking with them. I said they've been the best team. It's not I how they played the middle the of the year. Bowl. It's who's hot at the end. And I'm telling you right now, KC is hot. That defense, the last three. I agree. The last three plays, A lot of not people don't want to watch this game and think it's going to be a Debbie Downer or something. I think it's going to be a fantastic game. Who thinks it's going to be a Debbie Downer? I've just read here and there. Well, a lot of people are bummed. A lot of people didn't want the 49ers and the Chiefs. Well, I understand. I like, know you that not the big money those, people. Those teams, but like the game itself, I think is going to oh, be. Oh, I do. I think it's going to be fantastic. I mean, on paper, it's the best matchup that we could have got. Probably. I think maybe. Well, no, I, I think it is. I think it is. I mean, Really, it was a coin flip to me between uh, the Ravens and the Chiefs. I mean, you can make an argument that the Ra- you can make an and... argument that the Ravens were the best team all year long, uh, especially when because they won. Pittsburgh did. Uh, 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 Pittsburgh made the playoffs. The Browns made the playoffs. Uh, tough division there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could make an argument for that, uh, you know. Um, well, the fact that like they did beat San Francisco at San Francisco, I think that wins the argument that the Ravens were the best team this year. Right. 
And, but the 49ers, <laughs> the, wait a minute. The 40, well, I mean, we go by, by head-to-head. Wait a minute. The 49ers, by 14, and I think the they were up 21. The 49ers had the Seahawks that barely missed the playoffs and the Rams that did make it. So they had a couple teams in there. Um, you know, uh, obviously well, they had to go against Dallas. I don't uh, see this game as being a crush Either, either way, team. no, hell no. I think it's going to be tight. Good you game. got a team that, in my opinion, has been the that was and on average the best, the maybe the leader in the clubhouse of the best team in the NFL. Uh, sitting back there, yes, they played a couple weak teams too, but against the team that's always been there, that's winning the Super Bowl all the time, against the team that has been pushing on the door. A la Michigan in the in the college game, knocking on the door, knocking on the door, and now they're here, and you're going against the the guys that have gotten the job done, every, pretty much every time they've been there, and it the, I think that's a great setup. Let me ask you this: um, Would you rather have? Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid in the biggest <laughs> yes. game of the season. Yes, I would. Or Brock Purdy no. and Shanahan. Dude, Brock Purdy in the first half looked like he uh, was a deer in the headlights. He was I don't know. He played a great second half. Though. He I did, give him and he did. I don't know how he did. He looked shaken up, this, that, and the other. And <laughs> I tell you one thing about Purdy, he has got sneaky wheels. When he takes off running. Those little legs are moving a thousand miles an hour, and he's covering some ground. He does cover like some he's ground. pretty fast, man, and it's like sneaky fast. What do you have? Sixty-one rushing yards. I think I, I'll pull that it was, up. It was yeah. over fifty. <laughs> now we haven't even begun to go. We haven't even went into the the game. No, yet. now now forty-eight. Now uh, let's talk about the AFC championship. Well, wait a minute. Yeah. Well, hold on a minute, real quick. I mean. I did want to say that that I think. Do you all think the Lions are in great shape like Green Bay is moving forward? Yeah, I think they're in great shape. Well, in the early favorites a, for next year, just to put a cap on in the on, early on favorites to win the Super Bowl next year, they're already out in some some sports right. books. Detroit right. has the third; they're the third favorite. So they're not losing anything big. Well, uh, I mean, uh, I mean we I'm don't sure know they yet, got a couple. But, uh, well, I the did. thing is, they're so young. I, know, and, I mean, they're, I, know, I, I did know. love Dan Campbell's honesty after the game when <laughs> he said, "When he said, look, I told the guys, nothing's guaranteed in this league. That may have been our best chance of our regime to make it to the Super Bowl. I love that honesty. And what about Ben Johnson deciding to stay? Yeah. He turned down head coaching jobs. That's right. He, his, his, his answer was funny. He said, I want to win a Super Bowl. Like, he oh, couldn't yeah. do it at Washington or awesome, Seattle. Man. He's like, awesome. we can do it in Detroit. You know how cool it would be to be a part of that staff that brought the Super Bowl to Detroit? Right, right. Like, that would oh, be awesome, I know, dude. I know, like, I know. So, I, I don't know, man. I, I think that would be um, – I don't blame him at all, well, but you, you don't see a lot of that. Like, a guy turning a head coaching job down to stay a quarterback. Right. Well, you got so, – And you he's, got, like, the hottest name out there. You got good t- – you got the Packers and the and, – uh, and, the, and the Packers – in that ironic? The Packers mm-hmm. and Detroit. Yeah. In the same little air – in the same spot there together. Uh, Meanwhile, you got Kirk Cousins asking for $50 million a year. Well, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't pay that? <laughs> 
Who wouldn't pay that? <laughs> I wouldn't pay it just after watching that, that show quarterback on Netflix. I just think it's cool that two of the best teams next year that are up and coming that are young, young, mm-hmm. are the Packers and the Vikings in the same division. Yeah. So You, you yeah. holding it together over there, Trav? Oh, we got a four-point lead. Uh, no, it's two. Oh, two. And uh, going to the line. Uh, we're watching Iowa and Indiana. Uh your host and moderator may or may not have made a not small bet on Indiana plus one and a half tonight. So uh, we are sweating the last four minutes here. But uh, that game's on commercial. Let's get into the AFC championship game. Uh, Dr. Tom Davis ain't walking through that door. <laughs> AC Earl. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the biggest takeaway from this game is that Todd Munkin is an idiot. and uh, I, I mean... Look, he they they've been. I, I praised him last week over and over again about how much he's opened that playbook up in Baltimore and how much Lamar, uh, Lamar's been able to improve from that that playbook opening up. And it's almost like he just picked up some old Greg Roman playbook. No, not Greg Roman because they threw the ball so much. They completely abandoned the run. Abandoned it. Abandoned. They they ran. They had eight eight runs that were like not quarterback sneaks yeah. or, you know what i'm two handoffs yeah. two running backs yes five total runs yes. in the first half hill and uh, god dude I, I, that's insane dude if anything forget the running backs but if, if you're gonna have lamar on the shotgun and you're not gonna run play action at least have him just take off and and break open this ain't Jalen milrow running no this is freaking Lamar Jackson, who, in my opinion, is the shiftiest runner in the NFL. It isn't some running back. I mean. And it's not like they they weren't doing it early, and it was successful. Like, you know, he got that, uh, what was it, that fourth and fourth and four where he ripped it for like 28 yep. yards on yep. that first real drive. But and it almost, did it not feel like to you that Lamar didn't want to run a lot? Like, why would, I mean, sometimes he just takes it in his mind. He's going to do it. He's going to will the team to win. Yeah. And I kept seeing him, like he would even take off running and then throw a little <laughs> side but, pass when he got to the line of scrimmage instead of continuing to run. I, well, I mean, I also had the prop bet on his rushing, but I thought that he would de- um, demoralize that. And I just don't understand what, what happened. Is Do you have any reasoning behind that at all? I mean, he threw the ball 37 times, which is he should never do that. Uh, Gus Gus Edwards, who I thought ran the ball extremely well on his three carries that he got in yeah, the game. Yeah. But they just completely went away from it and so quick. And I'm not quick. saying that the Chiefs didn't play great defense. They did. But like I said in our well, they text were one during dimensional. the game, this ain't the 85 Bears they're going up no, against here. No, it was easy to make – like. Like, I feel like Lamar could have gotten 10 yards here, 10 yards there. Then you throw him. Hell, I even heard on the pregame that, is it Willie Gay? Mm-hmm. I heard that he is their number one spy. He is. For the for, uh, Did not play. Yeah. Yeah. He got hurt in the Buffalo game. Okay. Uh, he's out. But, uh, <laughs> and we were without Joe Tooney, too, our, our big right tackle. But, but, dude, McDuffie played no, fantastic. Phenomenal. You know, Legereus Sneed punching that great. ball out for yeah. Zay Flowers oh, on the goal. Oh, line, man, dude. that was huge. That was such dude. a, you know, a man play right there. But, really, I mean, I don't understand. I'm still baffled by Baltimore. When you have, like, a 330-pound fullback, Patrick Ricard, and, you know, as much as we're blitzing them, 
Why was he not on the field all game long? Eat, uh, if you're going to blitz, eat this. Eat this big fullback that we got. I, I don't I don't get it. It's almost like they they just fed right into us. And I, I don't know. I love it. I mean, Spags dialed up a game plan, and for whatever reason, it confused the hell out of them. Uh, that may be what happened. Yeah, I, I just – I don't know, man. I, mean, dude, I feel all, like when all four forget. of us are sitting on a couch watching the game and every one of us is like, run the damn ball. I know. Like, I feel like the guy calling the plays at some point would be like, I need to run I the know. damn ball. I know. I know. And we, dude, we are not sitting on the same couch. It's two different couches. Don't for, hey, don't forget. <laughs> Travis didn't want to sit on a couch Don't forget you guys. another thing. I just watched Indiana blow two free throws. You mm. can't uh, – you cannot – Where's Alfred when you need him? Uh, you cannot uh, have that many mistakes and turnovers Mm-mm. against the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. You can't do it. And you cannot do it. I think my favorite thing about Especially it. Especially when Kelsey's on fire. Was watching Patrick Mahomes play with a small lead and just get what he had to get and not do anything stupid. Like you could, t- he used to just wing those balls downfield, and he he's know, really that, well. Now you got Pacheco, and now we've the got a defense sucker like, out there. He's learned how to play with a defense. Now, thanks, Hilaire, for coming into the game and rushing one time for me after you rushed. What, I'm sure you were six? on his mind when when like, well, he game. rushed six times. What is not, what is not in the game plan for one play? No, he had five, six last game. I don't get it. Feed the beast, man. Let, I needed let the one, angry man one run. play for six yards is what my prop was, I think. You got to let the angry man run, dude. Uh, I like the uh, all the uh, tweets about Pacheco. People were talking about how he runs. They said he runs like a six-year-old that just got new shoes. He runs like the field owes him money. And uh, one was like, he runs like he bites people. Dude, he's a beast. <laughs> he is a beast, and he holds on to that football. He does hold on to that football, and he's always going forward. I think he is the, I, I'm telling you, he is the X, fire, X factor for Mahomes. Yeah. He really is. I mean, Mahomes hasn't he, had a go-to I running know, back I know, since Not he's a been tough there. one. No. Dude, this is his safety blanket. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be because it's going to have to be next year because I think we are watching the last few snaps of Travis Kelsey, Mahone's uh, safety blanket. I, I think he's going to call it done after this. Um, well, good you think him, him and Tay-Tay are going to ride off into the sunset? Yes. I think uh, – I mean, he's been setting up for for a while. I think him and his brother are going to go in the Hall of Fame and the, together. They're going to retire the same year and go in the Hall of Fame together. And uh, he's going to marry a billionaire. If they he's win. He's going to – be all over Hollywood. I and gotta see him on Cheez Its commercials, and I think he, like he's struggled with injuries so much this year, and he's talked about how much the recovery process, like how much more he had to put in the recovery process this year than he has previously, and it's just I don't think that he's one of those long term. I mean, I say long term guys. He's already what thirty five. You know, thirty-five, and you think about him, and he hasn't missed a lot of time since he's played. Like he's, you're close. I think 34, 11 years. I think okay. is what he's been in. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think that this could be the end of it, and I'm almost scared that if we win it, 
Andy Reid may hang it up sometime soon, too. Uh-oh, wait a minute. So I'm, I'm starting to have my Freddie Nick Saban breakdown. Tuna, wait tuna. A minute, it's all over wait with, guys. Wouldn't it be cool if the Chiefs could, uh, if, they're, if they had a 30-day window where their team opened up and everyone could gut them like a pig, too, after the Andy <laughs> Reid retires? Wouldn't that be crazy? Yeah, but unfortunately, this is a professional football, right. so it doesn't That's matter. Right. But, if, uh, if he wins, I agree with you. If yeah. they lose... He's coming back. I'm just not sure what and, and Andy Reid would do with his life if he wasn't coaching football. I don't. Like, he can't eat too many more Big Macs. That's no, for sure. and that's the only time he's allowed to have a cheeseburger is after he wins. His wife won't let him eat all the time. So, like, I think that's why he's such a good coach because he spends so much time at the facility because he can't have cheeseburgers when, when he's at home. But – I, I don't know, man. Uh, it's going to be a sad day when those those guys call it quits. And it's going to be weird watching Mahomes over time play with brand new teams coming through, brand new guys. And like now we're looking at Pacheco and Rasheed Rice. Easy, Don't get ahead of yourself but here, Tuna. Pacheco and Rice are going to be the next wave. You still got to win a Super Bowl. You haven't won yet. Uh, I mean, it hasn't been played. We still have two weeks. Won two in the past four. It's going to be a great matchup. I think this one's a, a win. I feel more confident about this game than any other game. I'm beginning to think Travis uh, is going to – Yeah, our host and moderator. I think, this I'm is the Freddie and, uh, and Tuna basketball show. Basketball is his number one, the way he's yeah, tripling around. Yeah, I agree. This is, uh, the reason why oh, – Oh, there's money on this? Yes. That, <laughs> that, that would be the main reason uh, that I am – that I am uh, – very intently watching this game. It's not because uh. I really care about the pageantry and the passion of Indiana basketball. It said, I got a lot of money tied up in this, boys, and I need you to cover this thing. Well, hey, while you are watching the game, I found it interesting. Do you remember when we first started the season and I went through and we kind of looked at some of the teams, what Vegas had their over their wins for the year? Yeah. Remember? Yeah. I, I revisited that and found my sheet here. Is that notarized? And uh, this is <laughs> it a should be. Book. This is a Caesar Sportsbook sheet. Uh, they should but, hang that thing in the Smithsonian. But I, I listed the teams that overachieved, and obviously we know who they are, but I want you to guess how many games that they had them winning. Who, the Chiefs? No, the teams that overachieved. Okay. Uh, the, just the overachievers, the biggest difference in uh, what they thought. How about the, the Texans? Texans? Okay, the Texans. Oh, I'm gonna were, say fin- it was. They were supposed five. to finish last in their division. Five, six point five, okay. six and a half, six and a half, and I'll give you another. And they won ten. Yeah, Is that right? I, I'm not sure how many. I, I don't have that in front of me, but uh, they were plus seven sixty in Vegas for that. Uh, to win that, uh, the Packers. Uh, that was they were also eight and a half. supposed to finish last in their division. That was seven and a half. Okay, seven and a half. Of course, the Lions were nine and a half there. Uh, Tampa Bay. They were supposed to finish last in their division. Tampa Bay was seven and a half. How the hell did they get picked to finish last they in that division fit when Saint, Carolina was in it was there? The Saint, right. It was the Saints. What well, they have Carolina? They were tied. At? Okay, they were tied seven and a half each. So they were they were a tie for last last in that division. Uh, how about the Rams? The Rams. 
Uh, I'd say they they were picked for around seven and a half. Also, they were they? six and a half. Oh wow! I like so how you read that twice, like you're reading a bingo number. The, the Rams. Rams, the Rams. Rams. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, we know that the Browns made the playoffs. But remember, we were shocked about what theirs was. Nine and a half is what they were supposed to be. Well, that's because that division. We were like, nine and a half? There's no way they're going to make nine and a half. We even circled it and everything. I think we kind of thought they would because we knew they'd have a good defense, Deshaun Watson. We were just talking about how tough that division was going to be. And and it was because the Steelers are next on my list and last on my list, eight and a half, and they all made the playoffs. And quite frankly, the Bengals – would have. Yeah, you lost Burrow. That that really changed a lot of so things. So that, that division was by far uh, the toughest. Well, hold on. Um, you, you talk about that. You talk about the Packers. Turn your mic on. Uh, Whiteboard Jody is oh, locked in. Whiteboard Jody, silent Mike Jody. <laughs> I got I got silent. Yeah. There we go. There we go. I got silence. Uh, you talk about that, but uh, I think the Cousins injury going down, that had a lot to do with that whole division right oh the the north yeah the 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 nfc north yeah oh yeah maybe but i still think Uh, detroit was gonna run that like yeah but i mean justin jefferson was out for a lot of the year too yeah two major injuries Uh i mean quite but that defense was quite frankly if you want to talk to the 49ers about this and they may have it on their bulletin board the easiest division was the chiefs division uh, they had no one that got close to making the playoffs. Mm. But they did uh, beat two uh, AFC East teams to get to the AFC Championship They did, they, and they, they have – Which a lot yes, of people have said was the toughest the division. Toughest, yeah. Right, very, very true. But Chargers, Broncos, and Raiders. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> they're, 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 they're bad. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to argue I that. I will give the Broncos credit. They were they picked 0 it up. 4 and somehow turned that around. I and don't the know Raiders how. really started playing good ball there they, at the end. I'm did. glad to see they he did. got that full time head coaching job down there. I was too. Yeah. I mean, I, he deserved it, and they were playing good football at the mm-hmm. end of the year. I mean, you get rid of that dope McDaniels, and <laughs> I mean, that good things happen to your franchise. How are you such a good offensive coordinator and just such a bad head coach? Dude, like, I mean, it happens all the time. I know it, man. It happens but, all the time. And that was his second shot at it. Yeah, and uh, thank God he... Uh, now you got Jimmy Harbaugh coming to the West. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see yeah. how that goes. That's going uh, to be fun. That's going to be boring. Is it? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. We got a minute forty-five left in this Indiana Iowa I just, game. I just would love to see so Jim what? Harbaugh navigate traffic in Los Angeles. I'd love to just watch <laughs> him in his car, just driving around Los Angeles. So we're not, we're not like, I guess we're not doing any. That we pretty much hit the NFL as hard as we can. Are we not? We're not making oh. any picks this week or anything, right? Uh, I don't think there's anything to pick except for the uh, no, okay, the uh, Pebble Beach Pro Am, okay. Uh, so, so we got to talk about something. We're talking about golf, baby. Choose oh, your fighter. Okay, okay. Choose your fighter. Uh, you yeah, pick the moderator boy. is in deep, deep push here. Your moderator is getting screwed over a barrel over here right now. <laughs> I think if you just don't pay any attention to it, you'll end up winning. We've got the, uh, um, 
Jody gave us something to talk about here. Nice little question on his whiteboard. Can you read that? Uh, talk about the best venue slash sports, sports experience. experience. Now, are you talking in generalities like an NFL game, a golf tournament, a, or are you talking about Bryant Denny Stadium on a Saturday night against LSU? No, just in general, like we we've all been to crazy good events. Like, what's your best experience? And uh, since college basketball is upon us, talk about that. And then with the college basketball aspect, what's the best place to watch a college basketball game? So that's part two. Hmm. Well, so the sports experience is anything: hockey, football college nfl i'll say the best place i've ever watched a college basketball game would be hinkle Fieldhouse, um just because like it had a feel to it of like you know like a big high school feel but like the 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 fans being engaged in the game and um i don't know it was just a great experience the the court everything in that that place is neat um a lot of history in that building and uh like i said i think the fans contributed to that experience um more so than anything. And as far as the craziest sporting event like that I've been to live or that I've witnessed, it's hard to say. I would almost say the Elite Eight game where Kevin Ware broke his leg. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. Again, it was Louisville versus Duke. That was um, a Lucas Oil? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think what else could be up there is the craziest. That was nuts. Um, that was nuts because what little Spike Albright well, no, on, hold on fire in that game? And then did he have 30 no, in the first This was Duke. Oh, that this was, was Duke. Duke, Duke when he broke Duke. his leg. Oh, that's yeah. right, yeah. Duke. Uh, now, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm to change it back, and I'm going to say uh, this is 2002 when Florida State came to Papa John's Cardinal Stadium in the rain game. In the game. pouring rain. Pouring rain game, and we beat them. Dave Ragone beat them. And just that's the first time I'd ever rushed a field. We ripped goalposts down. And just being a part of that was probably the craziest that I'd been a part of. So I'd say the rain made the atmosphere so much better. I have a Everybody funny, being soaking wet on the field, trying to get goalposts down. That was, a, that was cool. I have a funny story about that. Uh, I was I had just moved to Louisville. I was working at Galleons, the sporting mm-hmm. goods yeah, store. I miss Galleons. Yeah. Uh, we worked on commission at that time. It's still there. And well, it's dicks now, <laughs> isn't it? No, it, it's not there. It, the building exists. Uh, I had a gig at my first ever gig in Louisville was that night at Gerstel's. But I made so much money selling rain gear that I, I that was not I was the ski the ski shop manager. Yeah. But there were so many people that came in needing ponchos and full body suits. And I'll never forget uh, scuba gear. <laughs> my friend Rob Dorso, you know, they, they had uh, like uh, what do you, uh, a level that each department was supposed to sell at for the month. He doubled what his department was supposed to sell for the month in one day on that day. And. I remember going to Gerstle's and watching that game, and I remember looking out the window. It's raining sideways, and guys are sliding in the freaking slip and slide out there. That that is a 
hell of a thing to have gone to. And I guess like everybody looked like ghosts running around because everybody had ponchos on. And it just looked like everybody was drunk and floating around because you couldn't see anything but like just ponchos floating. But it was cool. Um, that's probably I'd say that was the biggest one. So Fred, what do you got? I see those wheels turning. I don't know. Now. I mean, I, I was at Rupp Arena for uh, uh, when uh, when when the Fab Five beat uh, Big Country uh, for Oklahoma State, and uh, that was a pretty wild wild uh oh and then they went on to play jimmy jackson at ohio state who had thunder burke and all those guys and man that was a great game uh where was that game at rupp arena oh wow yeah it was really cool we had low seats and it was rowdy and i was pretty close to where the fab fives was and they had you know i mean they were a phenomenon so uh, it was crazy. Uh, I mean, Travis and I have already talked about probably the Ryder the, Cup, the Ryder Cup at Valhalla, and, and quite frankly, uh, when Tiger uh, and Bob May had the the uh, sudden death, is that is that what uh, helped me out there? The sudden was, death, yeah, in two thousand, uh, in two thousand, the, the first, uh, the second PGA that had ever been there, right? After a boring Mark Brooks won the first one, was that's when Tiger. I mean, some of those poses that he has are like the greatest ones you'll ever see. That was when he walked in the putt. When he walked the putt in, in the golf ball and, stock yeah, with the Nike yes, challenge. No, that wasn't it. That was the mask. No, yeah, that was okay. Vern, right? Every yeah. Nike yeah, executive that was Vern. just like freaked out. Yeah, that was on the part. But three. when he did the little, you know, where he was kind of on his tiptoes mm-hmm. and did yep. the little point, is what we're talking about. And then, dude, I'll tell you another one and that's crazy is, Travis, what about when this was really weird because we just happened to be in the back there in this area that we never went to at Valhalla. But do you remember when Zero Dark Rory? Oh, yeah. Not Zero Dark 30. Yeah. Z- and the the headlines at the Courier still have it. Yeah. In the sports bar. Uh Zero Dark Rory, when Mickelson was making his move at the end and Rory was making his move. It was on 18. And, well, it was on 16, 17, and 18. And, dude, they caught each other and Rory was, like, pushing Phil on the tee box. And we were standing right there and you could tell that they were pissed and the caddies were yelling and, some of the, uh, some of the, I mean, it was just, it was a lot of chaos right over there going on. And then later on to read about it where Phil was pissed off, like, dude, he was pushing me. Uh, he, he pushed me too hard off the tee box, but it was getting dark and it was weird. The skies were crazy. And, uh, and then, and of course, Rory, you know, that, that was a crazy, uh, that was that. Travis, that was Saturday night, right? Uh, it wasn't Sunday. Right, it was Saturday. He sun- made his run in Saturday. Right, that's right. He was on fire. Sunday, he had it pretty much right well in, in the hand. bag. But but Phil was playing great and leading. And dude, that was another crazy one. Just because of all the the controversy and and, and chaos that ensued there. But what about but? 
Back to Bob May. What about some of the shots that he hit in that against to be going against Tiger at his age and everything? I mean, that honestly, was, that was before I, I moved here. I don't even and... think people remember how great Bob May played. That oh, was, yeah. oh yeah, for sure. That uh, was before that, I moved here. That was the first event really... Valhalla ever held. That's right before. No, no. They, had, they had one before that. They had no, the 96. Mark Brooks was yeah. the one before oh, Mark, that. It Mark was Brooks boring. was. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's when Kenny Perry should have beat him, and he didn't. Uh, Hoosiers win. Cover. Your host uh, and moderator but, is but, now focused anyways, back on the podcast. But then, but then you've got, you know, Indy 500s that have been crazy and things like that. You know, uh, a lot of our friends have been in NASCAR races that I'm sure that have been crazy. Uh, but, but, uh, I don't know. Travis and I have been to many basketball games and stuff. I tell you what, we were at we were we weren't down close, but we were there when when Butler almost hit the greatest college shot of all time. Yes, uh, Gordon uh, Gordon Hayward. <laughs> Gordon Hayward. Yes, we were in, we were at that game when yep. he almost hit. That would have been uh, insane. It was uh, one inch. From being yeah. the greatest shot in college basketball history, <laughs> right. that was a, that was a cool game. For me, the single greatest uh, sporting event I've ever seen live, uh, as far as the atmosphere and everything, was the 1998 NBA playoffs. My dad and I went to Game Three and Game Four at Market Square Arena, the aforementioned Market Square Arena. In game, did y'all go see Jody play? I did not. Oh. Although I, yep, your mic <laughs> is going out on us. Hey, just focus on the whiteboard. Uh, <laughs> but we saw uh, Reggie do the push off and hit the oh hit the, the comeback, uh, hit the shot, and then hit the shots. What people don't remember, so Reggie hits that shot. There's like one point two seconds left. The Bulls throw it in at half court to get it to Jordan at about 33, 34 feet. And he shoots a three that literally rings the ring around the rosy and spins out. And I'll never forget walking out of Market Square Arena that day and people were just on fire. But there was a, me and my dad went to tons of Pacers playoff games back then. Those were all great. Market Square Arena was a great place. The Ryder Cup was tremendous. Uh, a thousand games at IU. I mean, it's hard to pick. I mean, I, I think right there's now, one place that we're all like glossing over that everyone here has been to because in our backyard is Churchill Downs. I mean, that's it's a it's a great venue. We've I all would, seen amazing things happen there. I would there. say, uh, uh, whenever that was a couple years ago when they disqualified the winner, mm-hmm. uh, I had great clubhouse seats for that, and that move that thing happened right in front of me. So that was neat. Yeah. Uh, and we are lucky here. There's so many places within, you know, two to three hours of a drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though, like we talked about before, we don't necessarily have our own professional team. It almost, to a certain extent, makes it easier for people to go, oh, yeah, I'd like to go to a Reds game or a Bengals game or, a, you know, a Colts game or a Pacer game or whatever uh but that's a that's a good question jody i'm glad you brought that up i would say thanks but i can't you can use my mic <laughs> thanks 
He said, Here, come on over and join up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, I got a mic. I would say thanks. Come on, come over <laughs> here. It'll be like seals and crofts. I, I want to add mine in here real quick. Uh, there's a there's a ton. I'm, I'll narrow it down. One of the coolest times I've ever, or most fun I've ever had in a venue or an event was Hank Williams Jr. sang the Monday Night Football song at midfield in the Titan Stadium when they played the Colts on a Monday night football game. I, we were there. We paid a lot of money for 40-yard line. Like, Did the Colts win? Tender. No, they did not. Damn it. Uh, so that's cool. There's a lot of other ones. But uh, as far as college basketball, I would say uh, 98 national championship. That was awesome being there. Um, but I have to throw in, for some reason, I almost wore the Giants sweatshirt tonight. Uh, if you've never seen a game at AT&T, now called Oracle, um, in San Francisco, uh, that's pretty cool. Aren't they a minor league team, though? <laughs> or, yeah. <laughs> or uh, Petco Park in uh, San Diego. Um, I was there one day. That's probably This is probably my number one. I was there with my son. We didn't know. Uh, we bought tickets. The Reds were playing the Padres. Um, which was cool, but we had no idea. It was Marine Corps Day, and uh, that was probably the coolest event I've ever been to. That's cool. Man, I we just got sent some prices here uh, 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 yeah. from our buddy, <laughs> yeah, Jack, but Little that's, Jay. That's Caesars. I, I, I can't see Paris being that much cheaper. Uh, uh, it's it's yeah, it's it's half that price. Okay. It's half that price. Eight hundred and fifty dollars for one guest from eight a.m. to who's going to stay from eight a.m. to nine p.m. Yeah, it's half that price. Okay, I've already been doing my due diligence. Okay, I did. Uh, there are like four properties that are way more expensive than a lot of Westgate, the other ones. Caesar and yeah, I um, figured. But yes, I I was looking at that too. We all got quiet at the same yeah. time. We were all looking at our phone, going, "Whoa." Um. So I heard today they're going to tear Tropicana down for that. It's a it's approved. When is the last day for Tropicana? Is that still going to be standing when we're out there? I don't know. That's, like I feel like we need to go to Tropicana and get like a shitty drink and like you know play some well, you know quarter flip. Or wait something. a minute, you may be looking for me and I might be poolside at some point for two hours. <laughs> oh, dude, you're 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 at the Stardust at like some like you're at like a weird motel down the road with floaties uh, no. on. Papa Giorgio, yeah. hey, yeah, hey, I, Papa Freddio. I could see you getting lost in old shady Vegas. Oh, uh, you know what? I like, yeah, I'm we're a just fan gonna of drop old... him off down on Fremont Street. Yeah, just let the, the wind most, blow the as it may. The most money I ever won was on a hundred dollar buy in Hold'em tournament at at, a, at O'Shea. He's a crop. Oh Caesars. God. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I was I was uh, the king of of the of of four hours for a long time. I've only been to O'Shea's once, and I went to the one in Tunica, and I think I still got a little tetanus from that. Like that was. uh, (laughs) You you didn't eat any pizza in the back room there to save (laughs) old money. They had the pizza place in the back. I did. Do they have the indoor golf with the pizza? Is that your thing now? Is indoor golf and pizza? No, that's not. (laughs) What what are you talking about? Well, Uh, you sent a picture about Paradise Island indoor golf 
stuffing pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what we're, we're all going to go have I'm a in. Game. I'm in. I just Half find it a rare combination. Bar, Barstool Sports went and did it. I mean, and hit all those shots. We're going to have to go knock it out on, on Preston Highway. I'm in. I want to do that. I told y'all, I'm I'm getting into golf this year. We're, I'm going to play golf. So Okay. We're we're all in. Well, that's hey, good because uh, I it's very I can't hardly get Fred out on the course. I need somebody to go. Play I'm with off me. every Friday, guys, so we can we beautiful. can hit them Fridays, guys. I want to mix it up for a minute. We got uh, four Derby preps this year. Uh, oh th- yeah, uh, this yeah. Saturday. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I'm not really going to get into. It. I'm just going to tell you what they are because I'm sure a lot of people aren't on the horses yet. But you're running out of things to bet now that you've got two teams left in the NFL and college is over. But, uh, guys, we got uh, four derby. uh, There have been derby preps leading up to this, but they've only been worth 10 points each. Uh, uh, Like the Gunrunner, Los Alamos, uh, Jerome, the Lecompte was just, has just been ran. But uh, Saturday, get on your ponies. You've got the Holy Bull at Gulfstream. You've got the Southwest, uh, uh, the Southwest uh, at Oaklawn. You've got the Withers at Aqueduct, and the Robert B. Lewis in Cali, and that 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 pretty much maps out the whole United States. Everybody in every corner of the country is going to be betting some horses, and I just want to throw out. One big horse who is uh, number two on my board, uh, a Todd Pletcher horse named Fierceness. Fierceness is running in the Holy Bull, uh, um, and he is has had bullet works. They've uh, held him back uh, for a while there. Uh, he has won the Breeders' Cup. Uh, I don't know what it was, but it was the Breeders' Cup uh, Futurity, maybe. Um, but he hasn't raced since then. Oh, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. I'm sorry, duh. Uh, and beat a uh, some really good horses, Muth, Locked, and Timberlake, uh, that you will hear about. Great names, by the way. So uh, start looking. Um I found it crazy just to talk about it a little bit, but uh, I know you all are not necessarily a a hundred percent into the horses yet but uh today uh was the deadline for bob baffert to switch his horses to the uh for his owners to switch his horses to the correct trainers in order to receive derby points moving forward in these four derby preps and moving forward you get 20 derby points for every win um, and then it goes from there. It's 20, 10, and 6, win, place, and show. Uh, every owner said, sorry, Churchill, we are not doing that. We are not doing it. We're not going to change our horses, which is a big move, whether you like it or not. Uh, this thing has went on and on and on and the owners are fed up by it. They're not going to have their trainers, uh, switch. They're not going to have their horses go to different trainers, uh, which is a real big deal because, uh, 
you know, now you've got Baffert getting involved in these races no matter what, and he's going to be pushing uh, other horses, or he's going to be winning derby preps and taking points away from horses that need those points. Right. And doing nothing with them. So uh, until, uh, and, and, and just, he's going to be in the Preakness and the Belmont. So uh, we'll see what happens with all that, but it is a big move that they moved it up like 20, uh, 29 days. It, you, it, last year it was 29 days from now, but today, uh, Monday was the deadline yesterday and nothing happened and it was a big deal all over horse racing that, that the owners did not take the bait and do what everybody thought they were. I think Churchill Downs Incorporated who a lot of people in Louisville are not a fan of. Right. Even though we respect the racetrack and what it's been for many people, yes. it's starting to be uh, a little bit much. Yeah. Uh, and I think the owners said, you know what? We're going to fight back at you. And whether that was through Baffert and they used him as a pawn, I'm not sure. But he is the trainer of their horses, and they're and they have some good horses out there. So horses uh like uh like Nisos and Muth, who are huge on the trail in the top ten, are I guess not gonna be running in the Derby. Uh hmm. so Interesting. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh kind of crazy. But nevertheless, horse racing's still on. Uh let's hope that they've made some good some Changes on some of these horses that happened last year to where there's more safety involved and things like that. And we have some good races, but uh, there's some really good fields, large fields in these uh, four preps, and it should be fun. Well, they got moved back, so they're all together Saturday uh, around, uh, start looking at them around 5, 530. Fun. So there you go. That's cool. Uh Georgia Tech just beat uh, North Carolina, by I, the way. I took Did South Carolina Can I beat tell you that I have Tennessee? gotten hot on basketball? So I made 10 bets. I took South Carolina. I took Clemson, which hasn't happened yet. I took... South Carolina won. South they Carolina won. I took Georgia Tech in the points. That Clemson team's pretty good. I am hot tonight. After getting totally, after having the uh, the muscle of my bookie coming, maybe looking for me. You thanks, were about Lamar. To be four finger Freddy. Uh, yeah, you I didn't tell them be... you were coming over here tonight. Did no, you? I didn't. Well, <laughs> hell, now that they know you won and covered after all that rigmarole, they may be coming over here looking for you. But uh, no, I'm happy to say that I did take Georgia Tech. I did take South Carolina. I did take Marquette, and I think on my way here, Marquette was winning handily. Uh, and I and I think I, I still have more bets left. I think I went right down to Gonzaga. If they weren't on the whiteboard, uh, they didn't night. happen. Marquette uh, won by five. The spread was two. There you go. So they covered. There you go. So are you telling me uh, you're, you need Clemson to – to cover against Louisville and you I, win big? I, I pushed, yes. Uh, and, and well, I, I made a sing. I have them on a parlay, but I also made a single bet uh, and moved it back to, uh, moved it back uh, four points. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Two points. Two, Two points. Yeah. Um, 
Now, that's the two free throws that they're going to miss. And uh, speaking of gambling and picks, do you guys have... That's what uh, we need to be talking about, some gambling. Do you guys have some picks for uh, college basketball or something else? Uh, uh, the only thing I got is um, the um, Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Yep. Uh, Victor Hovland is uh, plus 145 to finish top 10. I okay. Like that's about as safe as a bet as you can make this weekend. Okay. So, Tuna's going with one one bet. Uh, I'll go ahead and give you Collins. Uh, we've got a big uh, weekend of patino ball coming up this weekend with uh, St. John's playing Connecticut and... Who do the Lobos play? It's uh, the the escapes me now. Uh, they're the highest ranked that they've ever been, or the, not that they've ever been, but that they've been in a long time. Colin is taking the fighting Rick Patinos. You know they're only uh, giving one and a half points. Richards, the Richards. No, this is Rick. Oh, the Johnnies. Yeah, they're only giving one and a half to UConn, which mm. I think that game is at. Madison, Madison Square, Square Garden, it's going to be awesome. Still, they're out man there. Is something happening with UConn? Are they? I, I don't know why that would be. Huh. But he's taking St. John's. He's also taking Northwestern to cover the 13 at home against Purdue. Or no, I'm sorry, that is at Purdue. He's taking Northwestern to cover the 13 at Purdue, which I think is a tall order. Uh, and then he's taking Tulsa. Minus one and a half against Wichita State. Now, I've got a three-team college basketball bets. I've got, oh, actually, I took New Mexico. They're playing Boise State at home. Okay. They're minus nine and a half. I think they're going to roll that game. Uh, I've got Rutgers minus seven and a half against Penn State. And I am taking... Jody's beloved Wildcats of Kentucky, minus six and a half against Florida. Might want to rethink that after. Oh, never mind. Uh, I was thinking the ten, when they play Tennessee, but that's Saturday. They play right. Florida tomorrow night. Right, yeah. right, right. Jody, you got some picks? Nope. No picks for Jody. Jody has no picks. He's a pickless. <laughs> 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 easy, easy. Yeah. I didn't realize what you're it sounded a, like. You're a pickless, microphoneless white boy. <laughs> easy. Settle down. Settle down. Uh, Fred, you have any? I mean, feel free to make a make a pick on on one of those horse races. If oh if yeah, you're... that's what I'm gonna do. Good call. Okay, here's my picks in the four preps. I'm going with. Fierceness over Otello. Uh, I'll give you my one and twos. Fierceness and Otello and the Holy Bull. Uh, I'm going in the Withers. I wouldn't even worry about it, Joe. El Grande O. No, you got to write these down because mi- I want to know. Mich- <laughs> and Mission Beach. Uh, one, two, but El Grande O. I'm going Nisos uh, over Stronghold and the uh, uh, Robert B. Lewis. Now, Tuna, there is a horse in the Southwest that I had that I thought of you first. Great well, food. there's two of them. One of them is linebacker. 
And he's a good horse. Okay. He's going to be on the Derby Trail. Does he run for and the, the finish line? Or does he just Otto, hit the other horses? Otto the Conqueror. <laughs> Otto the Conqueror. Otto the Conqueror. I thought of you. Huh. Uh, uh, but nevertheless, I'm going to tell you that the Southwest is very hard to pick. I have six horses I like. Uh, so I'm very confused. But I think I'm going to go with, in that one, uh, and I'm going to pick them with a, well, on a prep pick them this year. Uh, and I still haven't made my pick yet, but I think I'm going to go with, with, uh, liberal arts. I, 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 I'm saying that now. I'm just not sure that'll probably change with me, but, uh, say it with or, your or, gut, or just, man. Say it with your gut. Yeah. Or just go with my top three you know, i don't need to have those four I, I i can't decide on the southwest it doesn't matter i don't think he was able to write any of that down anyway write that down whiteboard jody <laughs> you got one <laughs> your job. mic don't work you got, oh, you got, job, to, you got a damn marker and a middle finger <laughs> <laughs> i got a marker i got a middle finger hey if anyone uh while we have a little time if anyone hasn't seen Urban Cowboy. I, I don't think I, anybody's not seen I Urban highly Cowboy. recommend you. Any of these young people out there, it's probably, I'm not sure if you're allowed to watch it anymore, but uh, but uh, if you have not seen Urban Cowboy, please uh, go to the uh, uh, Roadrunner video or uh, Redbox. Oh, that's right. Those don't exist anymore. <laughs> Redbox does. Uh, Red they Box. just don't have... They don't uh, have right, right. Cowboy. Hey, get on YouTube and, uh, and... Just turn on CMT at any point yeah, in the day. Yeah, CMT, any point in the day, and watch you some Urban Cowboy. It's my favorite movie of all time. Great soundtrack. Matter of fact, they came out with two of them. Uh, if you need a trivia question there, there's uh, part one and part two. It's really taking over the so, trivia scene. There you go. Uh, Tuna, you have any uh, last thoughts as we go around the room here? Yeah, um, this is a little soccer story uh, in the FA Cup. We've oh, got yeah. a small little six-tier club team, Maidstone United, with a big upset to advance into the fifth round of the um, FA Cup. I'm a big Maidstone fan. Yeah, now. who isn't? Well, I guess one of the uh, the guys that scored the winning goal like when they were having their draw, where they who they're playing next, he couldn't make the draw because he had to work that day. All these guys have other jobs. Oh, sure and so they on. do. So absolutely, yeah. They do. And it's they're all like in this small town, and they all have jobs contributing to that town, and it's just kind of an awesome story. And I think we're going to get a thirty for thirty on this at some point. I I believe yeah. I believe that we might. Um, I started watching today a uh, documentary called I believe it's called The Greatest Night in Pop or The Greatest Night in Pop Music and it's all about how the recording of We Are the World oh. came together and let me tell you something yeah. they have some of the most incredible behind the scenes footage of something like that that I have ever seen in my life of bob dylan they've got dylan they've got <laughs> everybody that was yeah they've got kenny rogers they've got i mean dude i'm telling you kenny rogers when he was still kenny rogers and so i'm I, not even i'm just over halfway through with it and i've already seen enough stuff to say 
This is one of the best well, music What is docs. that on? It's on Netflix. Oh, wow. It's on What's Netflix. What's it called? We it's Are the called, World? It's called The Greatest Night in Pop or The Greatest Night in Pop Music, I and forget. They flew them all in, right? Well, they were all there for the American Music Awards okay. that Lionel Richie was hosting. But it gets into that whole story, talks about those. It's fantastic. Uh, I will give you a full report on it next week because I'm probably going to watch the rest of it tonight. Uh but so far from what I've seen, it is absolutely incredible. Jody, do you have any final he thoughts? Might sing a little too. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> Sorry, I had to change microphones. I do. What, what was that in Sound of Music? I do. Yeah. That's in uh That's, that's in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Indiana Jones? Always get those two movies mixed I do. up. Well, it's easy to do. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we, being without football, I've seen it. I've actually seen the series a couple different times, but I'm like Travis. I went back to Netflix a few days ago and started re-watching Friday Night Lights. So if you miss your football fix, watch that, because that's all about kids playing football and having fun. Wow, I thought you were talking about the Mexican USA soccer uh, documentary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I gave up on that. Uh, that is, no, that I'm is on so 17 awesome. minutes and 21 seconds on that. Oh uh, my gosh, still? Yeah. I think I mentioned that like on our second podcast ever. I, yeah, I you, believe that is correct. Yeah. I, <laughs> no, you didn't. Yeah, I, you I mentioned so. it when Peru was your favorite team. <laughs> well, we didn't know Peru was out of it. So before we close up shop here tonight, uh, just a couple of quick notes. Uh, I know that the last few weeks, the podcast has been coming out on different days, different times um, due to some unavoidable scheduling conflicts that we've all had. But uh, here in the very near future, we are going to start uh, recording this podcast on Monday nights. Uh, that way we've all discussed it. We feel like that gives us a better chance to kind of review things over, that happened over the weekend that are a little bit fresher in everyone's mind. And then we'll have the opportunity to, um, preview things that will be happening, uh, over the rest of the week. So we're going to start recording the show on Monday nights with a Tuesday release um, in two weeks. Just wanted to give everybody a uh, heads up on that. Um, obviously want to thank everybody for listening. We really want to uh, encourage people to reach out via social media. And it's another thing that we've discussed is getting much more active on social media uh, as far as providing updates, um, you know, live tweeting during games that we're watching and things like that. So please uh, get on social media if you enjoy the show over at uh, Twitter or X uh, at BlockoutPod and give us a follow. We're going to start being much more active, as I said, uh, on that platform uh, and our Facebook page as well. We will be um, posting more photos, maybe more stories and things like that. So uh, give us a like and a follow on Facebook. 
Also, if you listen to the show every week, uh, give us a follow on whatever uh, streaming platform that you use. Um, that helps with our numbers and uh, gives us a better idea of how many people are listening every week. We do appreciate each and every one of you that does listen uh, every week. Uh, it's greatly appreciated, and we do not take it for granted. With all that being said, uh, it was a great episode tonight. I know we were kind of all over the place, but that's a lot of times what makes this show fun. Uh, again, thank you for listening. Uh, for Whiteboard Jody and the big fellow, the tuna country, Matt Kempf, and of course the fabulous one, Freddie Benders, this is Travis Carter saying so long, everybody.